You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So I just want to say congratulations, you know, with your yes. new acting career that you're going to be starring in the new Soul Asylum video. Oh, That's, uh, oh you're funny. Why are you going to get all upset about it? Because Soul Asylum reminds you of your ex-girlfriend from when you were young. <laughs> this is true, but I'm telling you, what is going on with what you're wearing? I have decided I like to change my fashion sense with the seasons, as we know. You know, I've had like a tropical summer and tutu winter. I've come up with something for the fall. Yeah. I have my theme for the fall. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Does it involve listening to a lot of Nirvana? May, no. No, I was never big. That's, no, that doesn't count. Then you can't use the fashion. No. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extill. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. Wherever and however you are listening, it is so fantastic that you are doing so. Let's just um, say behind the scenes, Greg has been working. He, we had some a couple of things going on last night, and Greg, bless his little black heart, worked on it all day. All night, and then this morning after I woke up, uh, I got a message from him from an hour and a half earlier saying that like he'd already been up for an hour working on a problem, yeah, there, which made me feel like a giant asshole, by well, the Well, there was an issue. I didn't have a lot of sleep, and I was working on uh, computer stuff. So, um, But nonetheless, I am here. I'm in it to win it, and thank you so much for tuning in. Now, of course, you can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and subscribe to the live stream for only six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, and it is awesome that you do so, but regardless, however you listen to the show... We just appreciate it. So we've got we got a ton of stuff here for you today, a uh, bunch of stuff going on. But I do I I can't help but notice. You know, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know what Sarah said is true. She changes her fashion quite often. I think a lot of the problem of that is that her parents let her dress herself when she was a kid. It's true. My mom regrets it. Yeah, she does know. I would imagine. <laughs> I, I mean, would imagine she loves having you know wonderful creative daughters. However, Heather and I both. Dresses if we found something at the bottom of like a steamer trunk that somebody left outside of their house. That yeah, that's, it's just it's it's just what the way that we do. I don't I don't feel normal. I try to like dress whatever normal is, and it just doesn't work. For this me. is really your opinion of what normal is. That's what you're going for. No, with what, not how today. You dress? No, I'm just no. I I never try to dress. No, I mean like I'm saying. I remember when I was younger, like you know, my formative years, and I was like in eighth or ninth grade, trying to you know fit in with the other kids, mm-hmm. and you know dressing, you know wearing like Abercrombie and that kind of stuff, and it just always. Always looked weird on me. Yeah, it so that doesn't weird. work. It doesn't work. By the way, if you want to see what uh, Sarah looks like for different um, in, in some of her different phases, you can look at our Facebook page, yes. Facebook.com/slash/FunEmploymentRadio, and you can see some of the uh, different outfits that Sarah has has latched onto. I would say it's a latch. Like once you find something that you're into, like this jorts summer, where mm-hmm. you've been wearing jorts the entire summer long, and somehow you think that that was the cool, that's what the in kids are it doing. It was. I don't care uh, about what the in kids are doing. I like the way that they look. I could wear my jorts with a fancy top. I could wear it with a tank top. I could wear them with boots, with sandals. Like jorts, I feel were very freeing. And for anybody who doesn't know what jorts are, jorts are a combination of jeans and shorts, hence jean shorts. Wait a jorts. minute. Okay, so let me ask this. So what? you don't care what other people think of how you're dressed. But you have no problem offering your opinion of how other people dress. By other people, you mean you? Yes, because I know it takes you down a notch. Well, you do that. That is, it's not just me either. Because you have you have very distinct opinions on what other people. What are you wear. talking about? I don't talk about what other people wear. I mean, like if I look at like people like that website, like people of Walmart, I know what people shouldn't be wearing. Yeah, I don't sit there and critique people on what they're wearing. You critique me almost every day well, of what I'm you. wearing. That's you. You don't count. I don't count as a person. So. So you have you have made fun of the fact that I actually I remember you saying this specifically to me. What that you said I dress like it's still the nineties, oh. and now all of a sudden, guess who's dressing like the nineties? I am not. I, these are all the same clothes that I've had. I just put them together in a different way. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, if you're saying that the nineties, if we're going to go by the Sarah definition of what fashion is, and I've said before, I'm not a fashionable man. I know what I like. I, I wear what I want. It, it really pissed me off when everybody started wearing stocking caps because that's what I've worn. Forever and sure, ever, sure, Greg. And ever you have the my whole life. No, I mean, I, I did. Now it's, I think it's back out of fashion again, which is fine with me. But stocking, ca- I just wore one today. What do you mean, stocking caps are out of fashion? Stocking caps are know. never out of fashion. I don't know. I remember somebody calling me a hipster one time for wearing a stocking cap, and I'm like, I grew up in Oregon. It's cold. You wear stocking caps. It's the same reason why flannel was popular here. It's cold, and uh, lumberjack clothes were cheap. Mm-hmm. That's what you wore, and then it became this huge fashion statement. Uh, look at me complaining about 90s problems. But now Sarah yeah. is bringing it back. And since I've never I'm not changed, it back on essentially, my own. I've just come 
into fashion is what you're saying. I'm I'm a bit of a I'm, people are going to be trying to emulate how I dress. All right. Well, I have I, I did take a picture. You did take a picture of me because Greg started making fun of my outfit, which I was very pleased with. I liked my outfit today. I do like it. I'm wearing it still. I like this outfit. So I'm putting in the chat. That is uh, that is that is so. It is the- a striped beanie with a checkered shirt and a gray skirt and black shiny Doc Martens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's circa nineteen ninety four or five. It's very I comfortable, go. I have to say. Yeah. Well, now you see why I've never really changed how I dress because it's perfectly comfortable. And this is the this is the thing. Now people are getting on your case or getting on my case and saying, "What's wrong with that, Greg? She looks fine. She looks great. That's fine and all. I'm just saying you've made fun of me for the last three years for how I dress, and now you're trying to dress like me. Greg, let me tell you, uh, every era and genre has different types of people who dress like that. Like for example, for the '70s, you think of the '70s, you don't think of the slovenly guy that's sitting at home watching his you know black and white TV in his sweatpants and like some polyester shirt because that guy too was dressed as the '70s. However, what you think of is the ideal image of the 70s. That was the fashion. Just because you dress like something that you wore in the 90s or that you're still wearing things that you wore in the 90s doesn't mean that it's 90s. Yeah, but but th- no, I, I love just my fine. logic. I like to that, spin that logic it around makes you like no a tornado. Sense. That does not make sense. I I think the way I dress is perfectly fine. I wear it's a lot of jeans and black shirts. Quite honestly, that's what I end up wearing, which is I suppose '90s if that's what you want to call it. Since you have been complaining about that forever, saying that's well, we how did I dress. change your jeans, so that was good. You did not change my jeans. Oh, I'm sorry. I remember when you the day that you had high water jeans and the day that you didn't. Those were not high water jeans. Those jeans fit me just perfectly. And you posted that on there, and then I get. I love how people on Facebook, too, feel they can just say whatever they want to. and the, Yeah, the anonymity of the internet. Oh, the anonymity, yes, of, of, of completely picking apart my entire outfit. And uh, I would love to be able to do that to somebody else. So I'm just no. saying, I'm just saying, I think I dress just fine. I think uh, there are certain ladies who enjoy the way that I look. Oh, and boy. so I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. I'm not dressing to impress you. You're not. You're not in the. You're not one of the ones I'm trying to impress. Certain ladies that are impressed by the way I dress. The ladies. Just the <laughs> ladies I like are impressed by it. Well, not all of them, but uh, I think. It, I think it's just fine. I think it's just fine how I dress. And I'm just saying, you're trying to copy me now. I'm so. not. Okay, I am not going to trying to go back to the '90s, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm saying is that it's a resurgence of the '90s. Like I think this is what you know, because we are getting the older. You you significantly older than me, but um, <laughs> that is not true. We are, but you know, we are getting older. We were in our, as I was saying, in our formative years. Like I was uh, in 1990, I was 10. So you were what, like 13? 12, whatever. So we all like grew. So we basically grew up in the 90s. That was like exactly the time that we were growing up from like, you know, elementary school to high school. And I remember like in when during those years, my mom would think it was funny that the 70s were popular back then. Do you remember when that was making a resurgence? Oh, yeah. That's when I took all my dad's old clothes. There you go. That's when I took all my mom's old clothes. And then also my dad's like sweaters and stuff, too. And so now we are those old people whose style is coming back into style. I don't like it. Which is weird. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Uh, because then now, now I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. This is why I've I've never really been into clothes or fashion or anything like that. Mainly because it just takes too much time. I just don't care. I've talked about how I look at shoes. Shoes are just an object to serve a purpose for the most part. They're a shoe so that I can run better. They're a shoe so I can hike. They're a shoe that I can go to a nicer job. But I have no feelings attached to clothes or shoes at all. Like I, I've said this. I look at shoes like Dexter looks at people. Mm-hmm. Like they're just there. I can, I, I can, I can try to. I can understand they have a purpose, but I don't have any love for them. I can't understand emotions around I shoes. Can't understand that. I can't understand why someone would care more about one pair of shoe over the other one, other than if the purpose was better. But as far as how it looks, I, I just, I don't care. I just don't care. So I know you've never said you've it. never been excited about a single pair of shoes. I've been excited if they're new shoes that serve a purpose. You know, if my old shoes are worn out. And I get a newer pair that's not doesn't have holes in it. Okay, that's that's a, okay. Win for me. That one serves a better purpose than the other one. That other one's purpose is done and it's gone. So that's oh that's how I look God. at it. That's how. I, but that's how I look at this stuff because it's a, it's money and it's time and it's effort. I just don't care about. I just don't care. I'm a, I'm a function over fashion. Have person. you saved anything from the '90s that you know is going to make a resurgence at some point? I got my old pairs of Vans. I they lasted. Yeah, they're still around. I always, I wore through all of my Vans. Oh, no. no. I have some really hideous patchwork platform boots that I had 
that I've never let my uh, never let my mom get rid of. So I still have some of my I, I do have some of my high school clothes actually. You're gonna start dressing like you're in high school. You realize that was quite a long time ago. No, for I'm you. not gonna start dressing like That's that. But I'm saying like maybe I can ago. maybe I can sell that shit. If people are one, but I mean, I was a weird mix of like seventies and then like ska and then like hippie kind of mixed in there. Ska, explain to me how you dress ska. I wore a lot of plaid polyester pants and like bright red sweaters with button up white shirts and red lipstick and my my black platforms, my creepers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. From that big ska scene in Bremerton. There was a ska scene. It was me. And my friend Tanea and my friend Desiree. <laughs> that was that was the scene. And the scene. scene was us getting on the ferry every motherfucking chance we could to get on the ferry and go to Seattle to where all the cool things were yeah. instead of being stuck in Bremerton. Yeah. All right. Well, see, even now, now Keelan's saying things black people never wear vans. That's not entirely true. And also, vans very comfortable shoes. They're good for they walking are. around in. That's why I would wear them. They were they were they were comfy. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than even that, though they I didn't just really happened care. to be the most popular shoe at the time, they were comfortable and cheap. I mean, I'm I'm always for comfortable and cheap. If that happens to be in fashion, fantastic. Just like you like your ladies. Comfortable and cheap. <laughs> it's always in fashion in my book. I don't know where I'm going with that one. That was just anyway. Weird. I'm feeling pretty classy anyway, as it is today. So go ahead and go ahead and tear down my self esteem a little bit because okay. today I <laughs> was way too quick on that one. So. You know, I, like I said, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep because I was, I was working on some issues, whatever, and that's fine. That's part of owning a small business. You know, it has to happen. And unfortunately, when things go wrong, it falls on somebody's shoulders and fell on my shoulders. So I didn't get it a whole lot of sleep. fell on Greg's fa- very capable shoulders. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I tried I to help. It's it one of those things where I try to help. I'm like, can I do anything? And Greg's like taking care of it and I can't do anything. But so I feel worthless. And I'm like, I'm trying to just at least I'll, I'll be here on the other end of the Internet if you need me to do something that I don't know how to do. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You can just tear me down after I do that. So, oh, so what? <laughs> oh, oh, that was the best guilt trip I think I've ever heard. Oh, you bastard. Bam. That one worked. That one worked that pretty good. That was just – now I feel bad. I throw digs all the time. Sometimes they stick. Sometimes they don't. They that barely one, ever stick. That one that stuck. One, that one sting that a little bit. That was a spear. Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. Well, now I know. So, uh, so anyway, though, seriously, I with, with such little sleep this morning – I'm running around on the computer, and I was the only one at home So, because uh, I have two roommates. And I was in a hurry. I didn't bother putting clothes on. I was walking around in my what? boxers. Well, it's rare. Okay, you live by yourself. You get to walk around probably in your underwear all the time. I do. It's awesome. See, this is not a luxury I have. I have roommates. And granted, it's dudes. But I mean, still, I'm not going to walk around in my boxers in front of them all the time because that's just weird. No, so, because don't like boxers have that little flappy thing? And like, what if you accidentally, like you're walking and then like the flap uh, accidentally opens and then like your dong falls out? And it's in front of your your roommates, and it would be really embarrassing. Well, it would be just awkward if I didn't realize it, and I'm standing there. And well, you have all male roommates. Do, did they walk around in their underwear? I mean, if it's in the morning, they're getting ready for work or something. Okay. I, I mean, I suppose. But it isn't just bedroom. like hanging out all day in the underwear. See, but their, their bedrooms are right next to the bathroom. I have to walk all the way through the living room to get to the bathroom. So anyway, I normally have uh, clothes on. But this morning... I'm like, you know what? I'm just walking around in my boxers. I just don't care. I'm going to be working on stuff, and I'm running around thinking about the work, and I just don't care about – I just didn't care. It was nice. You just finally nice. gave up on clothing. It was nice to actually be able to sit there in my house and not worry about it. It's the best thing ever. It is the best thing ever to get to wander around your place that you that you live in in your underwear and not give a good goddamn what anybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of nice, and I don't get to do that very often. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that, but also I was in a hurry. And I took a shower and we talked about this yesterday, how I went up camping all weekend with my buddies and, you know, ended up wrestling and I had a little, I had a nick on my nose from, uh, from wrestling on the ground. I got a little scrape on there. Yeah. Again, thank you for doing that uh, before we're getting our pictures taken tomorrow. I really appreciate that. Yeah. For our fancy photo shoot Mm -hmm. where I'm going to have, uh. You should just like at Ricketts Fest, it should be helmet required for you, but like a full face helmet. No, I'd find a way. I'd find a way. I'd always find a way. And that's not going to stop the bugs anyway because the bug bites, they're slowly going away. But there's, there's a couple of bug bites on my face too. It is what it is. Uh, but I was in the shower and I came out and I didn't realize this at the time, but I'm, I'm just – I put my boxers back on. I'm walking through the living room. And then I live kind of on a busy street. And on the street, you know, you can see into my house if you look up in there. And I forget about this sometimes. And you also- you're in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> and I realize I'm walking around in my boxers and I and – I, Look down, like you see something, you know, out of the lower, out of the lower corner of your eye, like your peripheral vision, but on the lower side. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just see, I'm like, what is that? What's that on my, what's that on my face? And I look down, I'm like, that looks, that looks kind of red. 
I realized at that point that I'd been walking around for quite a while in my living room, in my boxers, walking back and forth past the window with blood running down my nose. Oh, God. Because I was in such a hurry I didn't notice it because the the scratch on my nose when I washed my face, it it was it's on the bridge of my nose. Somehow it came open. And oh, so gross. I had blood <laughs> running down my nose. <laughs> As I'm walking through there and I'm I'm like talking on the phone and I'm trying to deal with things and I real I didn't even think about this because I was so concentrated on the work that I sat there and I was looking out the window while I'm on my phone with this bloody nose. There were people walking by and they did look up there and once they started looking up, I realized it and I, I started walking back. It took me a while to to because you have, to that, let's just but, say also side note, Greg has very heavy foot traffic. Very next heavy to foot his traffic. House. Very. There are a lot of, particularly in the mornings, there are a lot of people on their way to something that's off in the distance. But I mean, yours is kind of a main thoroughfare on, for a bunch of perhaps teenage kids walking by. There's a high school that's fairly close by. And I also didn't think about this, but my arms were covered in bites. And since I'm tired and thinking about work, I'm not paying attention to the fact that I'm scratching them. I'm oh my scratching God. my arms. With my shirt off in my boxers and blood running down my nose, not realizing this. Standing in your front window. Standing in my front window staring oh, up the Oh, wow. Air. So I will admit I'm a little bit worried about uh, if someone were to take that the wrong way and see me standing there. I do – I did look kind of like in that state, scratching, pantsless and shirtless, with blood on my nose. I did look a little bit like – Possibly what one of my methods. Well, and you're probably like. pacing and like, like talking to someone on pacing the phone, and looking and all crazy, and also upset at the service provider I was talking to. So I wasn't very happy because I, I didn't get much sleep last night working on this problem. It, I, we won't go into that, but it wasn't our issue. It was someone. It was a service provider's issue, and then they were pushing it off. And one of those things where um, somebody keeps trying to push it off on someone else over and over and but over. But nobody has the answer. And no, nobody has the answer. That's why I spent all night trying to make sure it wasn't our fault. And then I finally realized, wait a minute. It's not our fault. And you're blaming me this entire time. So I had this guilt trip all night long that we, I had done something wrong. But you did something wrong. wrong, but you didn't. But I didn't. And it took me a long time to figure it out. And they could have just given me that answer right away, but they just didn't want to deal with it. Uh, it's being speculated that you did spend the whole weekend in Tarp City. Maybe that <laughs> might have rubbed off on you a little bit. Also, uh, Lucas in the chat just said, I'm sure people are now walking by your, your house and saying, this is the block with the two meth houses on the corners. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> it's like my worst nightmare. I don't want the neighbors to think that my house is associated with the neighbor's house. Oh, man. <laughs> that, is the, that is where the problem is. See, because, I mean, my direct neighbors, they know me. Uh, not the methods, but the other ones. Maybe they thought they knew you. Maybe no, they don't know you fine. as well as they used to. They, maybe they were all. Robert maybe, was staring at me a lot when I was driving off this morning. I don't know, because they did know you at one point, but I mean, people change. Just like Poops on Poops, who lived above me in my old apartment, the, the total like crackhead guy. Yeah. I was friends with him at a point, and then I didn't see him for a few months, and lo and behold, in that few months, he had discovered the glory that is crack cocaine. And in turn, you know, lived in a in a hellhole yes. and had people running through the hallways with knives. Like things can happen in a couple months. I'm not on crack cocaine. I'm just nuts. So, and I was and I was upset about computers. You know how I get about computers. I mean, the thing is, when I'm stressed out too, it's so yes. much better to just be there with my shirt off because the shirt starts to like like pull on me and I get hot and sweaty when I'm mad about a computer issue. And it's just so much more freeing just to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Please keep your shirt on. I'm starting to get worked up again, so I, know. I, might, I might take the shirt off. Um, oh, you didn't even call that out. All right, fine. Then I'll, I'll feel no! comfortable if I do. Don't. You can take your sunglasses <laughs> off of your head. That's at least kind of like taking the beanie off. Well, the sunglasses were on there for a reason. I was driving. So, anyway, I look, I look like a crazy person this morning, and I'm just a little bit. Just this morning. I'm near high school. School is back in. I don't want to – I want to be careful how I'm known in the neighborhood and um, – Well, clearly it doesn't matter in your neighborhood. I mean quite honestly, I know you have a nice neighborhood. But judging from your neighbors and the history that you've had with said neighbors, I bet they could give a flying fuck about you. Yeah. I mean quite honestly, now the – you know, if the Portland police are alerted to something, they just think they have to – you are contained on the same block. Yeah, that, yeah. Obviously nothing will ever happen. Yeah, exactly. Knock on wood. No, I would be the one that would get in trouble for something again that – 
was harmless but looks very bad. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, my meth head neighbors would get to go about their business of dealing meth all day long. Oh, yeah. They'd be just fine. Kids, I would be the one that They're would They're like the trouble. cockroaches. The apocalypse yeah. will come and they will still be there smashing glass and making yep. tarp cities and yep. doing their thing. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would probably be the one that gets in trouble. And that's why, that's why I'm nervous about this a little bit. I just didn't want to be – I realized I don't know how many people walk by the window. That's weird. Well, maybe you should start closing your front window. Well, uh, yes. In hindsight, that does make a lot of sense. I just sense. think that that's a that could be a first step. Sure. Like cl- put a put a wall between you and the outside. In hindsight, <laughs> yes, yes, that would probably be a lot better. But no, let's make this clear. I was not touching myself. I was scratching my arm because it's covered, in, arm. It's covered that, in. That isn't bug a euphemism bites. for anything. No, I would no. It really is. I'm covered in bug bites. My arms are. So <laughs> I was cra- I was scratching those. Blood on my nose, pantsless and shirtless. Wow, you're just doing this to yourself. Like you're, you're just not even adding anything in. It's just you're painting the picture. Yeah. I'm realizing now really how that looked. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Well, on the other hand, maybe that will keep any of the uh, kids from messing with my house. That's true. Keep them away. You don't want to go to the, to the crazy Don't go to the crazy house. man's house. Yeah, he's don't crazy. go up there. No. Never go up there. Maybe they're coming up with stories about me right now. Am I going to be somebody's high school story? Oh, you're going to be like in the sandlot. Or middle school. I don't even know what it is. But anyway, am I going to be some like kid's story hmm. to where they're going to tell this story, you know, when they get to college, be like, oh, man, no, let me tell you about this. There was this crazy guy. He would run around with blood on, on him and on scratch him, and himself. And he would be like scratching and, and like – And like, then they'll make up like stories like about what happened. yelling to himself inside of the house. And he used to have roommates, but then all of a sudden they disappeared one by one and nobody really knows what happened to them. <sighs> Well, if it's any consolation, I walk around constantly in my underwear in my apartment, but my apartment window faces the back of the apartment complex. But there are people – let me ask you this. I have actually wondered this and I thought about it yesterday and then I closed my blinds. You can't see through frosted windows, right? Well, depends how the lighting is. Like if they have frosted windows that are kind of like garbled, they're like the weird little, you know, like – Oh, they can probably see through it. You can't see in. That's generally They can't see works. through that. Yeah, if they you're can't, talking about from they? their side. Like oh, no, on the they... inside, you can see out. No, you can't. You can't, can you? I mean, seriously, can you? Yeah, you, you can't. It's could... blurred. It's blurred. It's like frosted. No, they could probably see You out, cannot though. see through frosted glass. Well, it depends what kind of frosted it is. If it's just it's on like one frosted. side, they I can only see, see like silhouettes in there uh, when I look through there. Yeah, well, then they can probably see out. They cannot. They can. Yeah, they Fuck. probably You're can. not serious, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, if it's if it's frosted on one side, that's to keep people from looking. No, in. just shadows. Okay. No, that. But well, yeah, that's what you would see because you're trying to look in. If you were trying to peep, that's to keep peepers. It's not to keep them from looking out of their own. You house. cannot look through. No, it's like having a frosted like shower door. You can't see in or out. No, because it's like that's that not kind necessarily. Of it depends on if it's frosted on both sides. If it's just frosted on one side, they could probably they can probably see out. It's not so frosted. Why? That why? What are you any... worried about? What are you worried about? Well, because I just see? always walk around freely with my windows open because they have frosted windows. Seriously. You really do? Yeah. But I can't see them. You walk around? Yes. With your windows wide open? Yes. Can't you see the street from your house? No, I'm on the back. No, I can't see the street. There are like trees and stuff around it. So basically, it's like surrounded by trees, but there is like a frosted window across the way. But I, can, I never see anything. Like it's I can't. just one solid wall of frosted windows? There's yeah. not a single window that's normal on that side? No. I don't know about that. No, because like where I am with my and apartment. And they never open their windows? Never. No, they're just like, so, they're like solid, like unopening windows. They're just frosted glass windows. I don't know if it's like a hallway or something. But I mean, I can see like the, the shadows of picture frames leaned up against the frosted window. But, um, but I never really see anybody there. Oh. You can't see through frosted. Well, you know what windows. you have there because they're they're they. Is this another apartment complex or is this? I'm trying to picture exactly which. Yeah, one it's, this a, is. it's another apartment complex. Okay, but so basically, it's an apartment complex that's set up for peepers so they can look over at the windows in yours. That's kind of what it sounds like. It is. That's not because your windows aren't frosted, correct? No, they are not frosted. No, so anyone can see into those. Now on their side, they have a whole wall of frosted windows where they get to peer into your apartment complex. This kind of makes a little bit more sense. What do you mean it makes sense? Well, that's what it is. It's a peeping complex. It is not a peeping complex. Well, it's a good, there's a good chance it is because, I mean, if they get that and they're, they're, if they're deciding between your apartment complex and one right there, I'm thinking if they were a peeper, which one would they choose? Well, the one that uh, 
I, I can see out, but I can't see into the other complex. Or I can see straight into the other one. I'm going to go with the peeper side. That's probably what they're thinking. So I'm saying. No, let me just say, I'm not an exhibitionist in any way because I just always assumed that those, because it's like thick, it's like the mottled kind of glass. Like it's the bumpy kind of frosted glass like with, that looks super thick. It, you cannot. Yeah. And I believe Tammy. Tammy said no, so I believe it. Whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's very likely they're looking out. And not just you. I mean, let's not just make it all about you. Whoever else is in that complex, too, the one you live on, they're probably all getting peeped on. You just probably provide one of the best shows if you're walking around nude all the time in front of your window. I'm not walking around nude. All I'm saying is like I'm in my like like in shorts and like a tank top. Mm-hmm. Shorts and a tank top. I'm saying they're they're probably getting a little bit of oh a show. Oh my god. What is it, sir? <sighs> Stranded in Bakersfield just posted In the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, which if you're a subscriber, you get to join in. Uh just posted a picture. Oh God! It's a video of how you can actually look through frosted glass. Yeah. Did you know that if you put a piece of masking tape on frosted glass, you can see through it? There we go. And you wouldn't know that either, would you? One little piece of tape on that glass, and they could be watching you this entire time. Frosted glass is essentially glass with many tiny imperfections. As a result, sticking some scotch or other clear tape over it will fill in these imperspe- uh, imperfections while keeping the outer surface of the tape flat, thus letting all the light shine through instead of refracting off of all those. Scotch tape, right? Scotch tape you put on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. You've been giving them shows. How many different apartments look into your room? No, only like one. You know, I was talking about how I could be a story for these kids, you know, God. talking about the crazy guy in his house. You could be a story for a whole group of people about how, oh, dude, check out my apartment. Jim, you got to come over here. You got to come over here and check this out. This girl every day is walking around like this. And she, I don't know whether she just doesn't care or maybe she's doing it on purpose. I don't know. But, dude, just come here. Just come here. Let's have a beer. Let's watch the window for a minute. You could be that story for many different people in that complex. Right now, they could be talking about you. Oh, wow. You're that girl. Everybody does want to have one of those stories at one point where they're like looking out the window and you can see into the other one, but you can, it doesn't seem like the other person cares. Oh, Sarah. You're a story for a whole group of people. Stop it. Wow. Well, we won't go down too far this train because there's other things. Well, it's fine. Well, you're a story for a whole bunch of people too. So we're both stories. Hmm. Oh boy. Are you going to keep your windows closed now? Well, yes. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, because it's very free. Do you ever look over there and see if you can see a shadow that's... Yeah, I I always check to make sure that there's nobody over there. Yeah, or you're staring at it constantly. All the time. I'm not staring at it constantly, but you know, like... When I want to, yeah. like, when I, like yesterday when I was sitting there and I was, I'm, I'm finishing up a dog painting. And so when I'm there, like, I don't want to be constricted mm-hmm. by clothing. So, like, you know. So you're sitting there half nude painting? Yes. With your windows wide open? <laughs> really? And you don't think somebody They're is going to be They're not wide open. They're not wide open. It's just like little slats. Can you see their window? Yes. Then they can see no. you. No. Then they can it's see you. It's fine. That's how that's it's how It's fine. Sight You're works. just being a dick. No, I'm just I'm saying this good. Well, you know, you're giving somebody a show. You're giving them a free show. Being friendly to the neighbors, that's for sure. <laughs> I hate you. Giving them stories to tell. Stories to tell. All right, well, I'm going to change the subject here. Did you see the dumb and dumber thing? <laughs> you really are changing the subject. Yes. This makes you nervous, huh? I don't just shut up. Uh, so, did you see that Dumb and Dumber two? That uh, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey were posting pictures from the set today. I did not. I knew they were going to make it. They, they actually yes. are, they started filming it. Yes. Okay. That's so they're starting awesome. to film it now. I actually posted it on our Facebook page. Uh, they're back to. So this was twenty, dude. They filmed Dumb and Dumber twenty years ago. Oh, God, really? 20 years ago. Okay, 20 years. All right. Well, but yeah, but so they, they are actually filming the new Dumb and Dumber. They are. So it says Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels are back together on the set that of Dumb and Dumber 2 to reprise their roles as Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. 20 years later, the two actors took to their social media accounts to give uh, fans a sneak peek of the highly anticipated comedy. That's awesome. Oh, God. It's going to be so weird to see Jeff Daniels playing uh, such a stupid role after watching him in the newsroom. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he's Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is awesome. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. 
Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my faith in it. The problem with all these sequels, you never know. See, so yeah, it's how do how do you recreate Dumb and Dumber from twenty years later? Well, see, the one thing that that kind of uh, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, this could maybe not. Why? Be a good thing. Why? All right, let me tell you. So uh, when uh, Jeff Daniels was talking to – like he had an interview with E! News. This is what is attached to the article. And he said, uh, quote, There are some things that we're going to do in Dumb and Dumber 2 that make the toilet scene in the original seem lame. Pales in comparison. I can't divulge what, but that's uh, – but just that they've topped it. See, the toilet scene was actually one of my least favorite. In yeah, it. me too. Yeah. And so I'm thinking like, oh, God, it's just going to be all – poop jokes the entire like if they're like if he's like oh no no we've topped it i'm like oh god are they gonna go like way too far i mean one of my favorite scenes ever in that movie is when they hand the, bl- the bottle of the pig? parakeet with the oh yeah with the rubber ball attached to his head <laughs> hi Petey. hi yeah. Petey. yeah that's, uh, that's i like harlem williams drinking the pee i think well that's yeah funny. that's true too well yes. then you do like that kind of humor so maybe this will work for so you. i didn't like the i didn't like the bathroom scene though and if it's just like already saying that it blows it out of the water it pales in comparison i'm like oh, i don't know God. i'm gonna put some faith in jim carrey and jeff daniels and and that crew if they're gonna sign on to something i'm gonna put some faith in that it's gonna be good hmm. i trust it there are a lot of other ones that i wouldn't trust but i i will trust that one. well what else do you think should be like are there any other sequels around that time that you would want to see um, I don't really know. You know what I always wanted to see is a Clueless too. That's a nineties. Of course one. you would. Didn't they make? They made that. Oh, well, they made a Clueless and, too. And so, well, just like they made Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like an actual legitimate. What would they do like, with sequel? that though? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's much you can do with that. Oh, yeah, Edward's saying he'd want a half baked too. Um, I believe it, who was it that uh, Dave Chappelle actually made a comment saying that he would he wouldn't do that. He, he wouldn't it, do yeah. it? Yeah, it was something – I can't remember his exact quote. I can see if I can uh, find that. But, yeah, he will not be doing a half-baked two. It was pretty much what he said. Yeah, because I know there are a lot of remakes coming out, but there aren't a lot of sequels coming out. Like, they're redoing so many movies from our childhood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know. I'm trying to think from that from that era. Uh, maybe Flight of the Navigator Flight of the Navigator 2. Oh, yeah, that's like your favorite. I love Flight of the Navigator so much, but uh, you can hardly see it anywhere. Um, yeah, Keelan is saying apparently no one learned from the Blues Brothers sequel. Oh, yeah. But this is the same guys, and I don't, I'm going to put some faith in it. I'm going to give it a shot. I will definitely go see it. I will go see Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, I will too. Um, I mean, Super I... Troopers, yes, they're already making their mm-hmm. sequel, which they announced right here on Fun Employment Radio, which is why you can get exclusive things. Just from this show. That was the first place that was officially announced. That is – it's very true. It is. That's so true. That's where Super Troopers 2 was announced mm-hmm. right here on Fun Employment Radio. Um, yeah. All right. So just so you know, I mean I hope that isn't a red flag. Just as soon as – you know, if somebody's not saying like, oh, I'm really excited about the script, but he's just focusing already on one particular disgusting moment from the first one mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily the best thing. There's so many good moments in Dumb and Dumber. It's a yeah. fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. And But that – yeah, that scene was one of my least favorite. And if that's the one that he's picking to highlight – that made me a little nervous. That's well, all I'm saying. We'll see. Yeah, Anchorman 2 is coming out here uh, this, this winter, which, uh, again, I'm going to give that credit until it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expect that it's going to be good. I, I will put my expectation in that this will be good. Usually the way I'll go into a movie is uh, something like that. I'll just expect it to be, to be terrible. And then if it's not, I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's mm-hmm. a nice bonus. But I'm expecting that to be good. Kristen Wiig involved to see, and I think that's why, like, not to no spoilers because we talked about this Dexter thing yesterday. But I think that's why I wasn't um, so bummed out and so angry about this Dexter uh, season finale. Yeah, because I, I just expected I'm like it's going to end. I'm not going to be happy with what, however it ends, and then once you're zen with that, I'm like, all right, that's an ending. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you have to if you go in with low expectations, sometimes you get pleasantly surprised. That's just some advice for life, is what that is. <laughs> just always expect things are going to be terrible, and then when they're not, wow. Bonus. Mm-hmm. What a what a lovely uh, what a lovely bonus. Hey, you know what? It sounds pa- uh, pessimistic, but it's actually quite optimistic. Uh, Ryan, because is... you're always like it, things always are getting better. Yeah. than what you expect them to be. Ryan is suggesting a uh, Pulp Fiction prequel, which I don't think you could really do that because they're all too old. Oh yeah. Um, unless you you know just went with a completely different cast <laughs> of people. John says that uh, go in with low expectations. That's what I told my wife when I met her. <laughs> <laughs> and anything that's good, ah, bonus. Ah, there you go. It's yeah. bonus material. Yeah, it's the best way to approach anything. All right. Well, should we uh, should we do a little bit of a uh, little bit of ball talk? Whoa. Oh, I'm on it. You're ready for the balls. <laughs> oh, gross. Please don't say I'm ready for the balls to me. Yeah, had it queued up. 
I did, because I'm good at my job. Not because I'm ready for the balls. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk a balls. A balls. All right, it is a potpourri of balls today. Absolute potpourri smattering of balls just all over the place. Left and right. God. A lot of things going on. Okay. All over the place. First up in ball talk, we have this. This comes from the Northern California Federation Youth Football League. So here's what this is. Uh, Earlier, maybe about uh, two or three weeks ago, I talked about how there was a Canadian news organization that put out a spoof about how soccer games were now going to be played without Without the soccer ball. Without the soccer ball so that no one's feelings could get hurt, that no one felt better than anyone else. Well, this is something that apparently actually is happening. So this is a youth football league, American football, for 7 to 13-year-olds. And they have... Previously, they used to issue warnings following blowouts where a team would win by like 30 points or something like that, which sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. Now, they have instituted a new penalty where they're going to be punishing a team if they win by 35 points or more. They're going to be punishing a team? It's just another like, oh, we're kooky Canadians. We got it over on you once. No, these aren't Canadians. This is in California. Oh, okay. Californians. This I got my C's California. mixed up. All right. Um, they are threatening that they would suspend the coach of the team, of the youth football team, if his team uh, won by too many points. So basically, they want to teach kids that... That if you're ahead, you need to dumb it down? Yeah, dumb it down for the other people. And also, if you lose, then uh, that's not fair to lose. That you shouldn't have to work harder to get better at what you want to do. Wait, so they're not they're going to suspend them instead of stopping the game after they're ahead, like a certain amount of points. This is what what the proposal is: is that they're going to yeah suspend the coach afterwards. So basically, they would put it on the winning coach to tell his team not to score anymore in a youth football league. That's which I'm sorry. Sometimes teaching. Sometimes in life, it's good to learn about winning and losing, and then you work harder. So I mean, there's a lot of lessons you can learn in that at that age. A lot of lessons you can learn in life. Sometimes you lose. You got to learn how to deal with that too. Mm-hmm. And life's not all full of roses. Where that, that'd be like if I'm going into a job and someone else is far outperforming me, and they get a promotion, but then they have to be no. knocked back down a peg <laughs> because I'm not caught up with how good they are. How dare they be doing so much better than that's, me? They deserve make, to be punished. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> so that's is what they're proposing by this thing, and uh, there's a lot of people very upset about it. However. It does seem like it, uh, there's a very good chance that it's going to go forward. Mm, that coddling mentality is really annoying. It is coddling. That is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so, so stupid. So basically, again, mediocrity is just like, is, is the baseline. Mediocrity is the baseline. It's like, all right, so you're going to be. Don't try to achieve too much yeah. because. No, you're no, no, don't be too someone. good at what you do because yes. the people that are shittier at you than it are going to try and take you down and then make you suffer for not it. Not that the people that are worse at it, not that they couldn't work harder and catch, try to catch up, exactly. strive to be better. But no, in fact, it's come down. Edward says, thanks, Obama. Yep, there we go. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. (laughs) All right, uh, moving on in ball talk. After that, we've got a few other things here. Um, There was an accident last night where uh, everybody's okay. But Detroit Lions wide receiver Nate Burleson may be out for the rest of the season because because of a vehicle crash that happened at 2.25 a.m., today. Oh. Now, here's the thing. Alcohol was not the factor. Um, they, according to police, the alcohol, drugs, it wasn't anything like that. He wasn't under the influence. Instead, what caused the accident, so he was in a car accident and ended up breaking his arm in this accident, and that's what he could be out for. So he's going to be okay, but he might be out for the rest of the season with this. Is because he was driving home with two pizzas he had picked up, and one of the pizzas started flying off the seat, and he leaned over to try to grab it. And hence... Flung his wheel, oh boy. The steering wheel, straight into Not the side. Not the pizza. Not the pizza. Is he all right? Sorry, he, yeah, he's okay. Jokes. okay. He is. He's okay, but he did break his arm. I mean, he may be out for the season. So this, it's not good for his career, but physically, he's going to go on for the rest of his life. You know, and he's going to be all right. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, he broke his arm trying to save the pizza, which I'm not going to lie. When I've had food in the side seat, if I go pick up takeout somewhere. Me too. I've got to say. I have stopped short on the food, trying to make sure it doesn't. uh, Me too. It can be quite distracting. I know this. It is. So the lesson learned here, this is something we can all learn from. Don't try to stop short with your pizza. If it's going to fly off, let it fly off. Or secure it it better first. Put your pizza in a seatbelt is what we're saying. Yes. Always buckle up your pizza. Yes. I once put my burrito into a um, a seatbelt because I was afraid it was going to fly off. I got a burrito well, from a Mexican place, and I, I actually because I didn't have because I just had my purse and it wouldn't fit in it, so I actually seatbelted it under my passenger seat. Okay, and it worked. All right, but then since then I've forgotten about it. My food is flown everywhere, and that's my story. Well, as long as you don't stop short on it. Okay, moving on to ball tech. Um, let's see. We'll, we'll skip this. Uh, I'll just say it really quick. Pac-Man Jones, if you follow the NFL at all, he's been arrested seven times in like the last five years. Guess what? Got arrested again. No. His name's Pac-Man? Yes. Adam Pac-Man Jones, because he snatches up the balls when they're thrown at him. Just gobbles down balls when they're thrown at him in the backfield. He just is a ball go- gobbler is what you're saying? Yep. Pac- goblin balls. That could be his nickname. Pac-Man Ball Gobbler Jones. Moving on to ball talk. This uh, happened. This this is just tangentially related to sports, but I wanted to get it in here. So this guy does happen to play lacrosse at Auburn. So it's a, a guy by the name of Zachary Burgess, who's a freshman lacrosse player. Doesn't really have anything to do with sports other than that, but it means that I can get it into ball talk. He was arrested about 2.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Um, he was in uh, he was in Baton Rouge. Doesn't because... seem like anything good is happening around two ish to no. any of these people. No, stay home. Yeah, stay home. Stay home at two thirty <laughs> in the morning, or just don't drive. Because here's what this guy did around two thirty a.m. Saturday morning. So this kid must be eighteen. He was in he was in Baton Rouge because Auburn was playing Louisiana State in a game that weekend, and uh, he hopped in the open cab of an idling truck outside of a bar. There was apparently already a woman in the passenger seat, but this guy just decided to hop in the car anyway. So this this woman was sitting in the passenger seat waiting for presumably her buddy or whoever to come out and get in the car. Yeah. He jumped in the passenger seat, sped off with the woman along for a ride, ended up ramming nine different parked cars oh my before God. the woman was able to jump to safety. Now, I believe the car went out of commission, and uh, he was, of course, arrested. And during questioning... Burgess allegedly told an officer that he wanted to see what it was really like to play the video game Grand Theft Auto. Oh, wow. He's trying to play Grand Theft Auto with a real car. So, kids, it's a video game. Let's not do that in Wow, and that's an adult uh, no, the, the doing woman, that too. The woman was in the passenger side. He jumped in the driver's seat. I probably misspoke on that earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the woman was strapped in in a seatbelt on the passenger side, and this oh dude just God. jumps in the driver's seat and takes off. That's like something that you'd expect from like a 14-year-old kid. Like, I just want to see what a video game is like in real life. Yep. Okay. So, good job, kid. Moving on to ball talk. We have this. This this story is uh, is fantastic. And it has to do with Jacoby Jones. Now, Jacoby Jones is a Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. And the main reason I'm bringing up this story is because it's made a star out of an unlikely, out of a woman who would be an unlikely star. Okay. So Jacoby Jones, wide receiver, was hurt early, uh, I believe it was early Saturday morning. Or or maybe it was Sunday morning, about 3 a.m. Once again, about 3 a.m. Between 2 and 3 a.m., don't go out. Don't leave. Yes. Don't leave anywhere. And uh, he was out celebrating on a party bus in Washington, D.C., celebrating Bryant McKinney's birthday. So Bryant McKinney, another player. Now, as they were leaving a place called the Opera Ultra Lounge, wherever this is in D.C., people on the bus began to fight. And in addition to – it was a big group of people. So there were – in addition to teammates, naturally, there were strippers on board. Why would there not be? Now, one eyewitness count is, uh, this is what's being talked about with this, because this woman has been arrested, was that a bottle was swung at Jacoby Jones and connected with his head and actually hurt him. So oh. the ambulance was called for, a, for a, quote, according to the report, a bleeding male, but he was not taken to the hospital. However, he got clocked in the head with a bottle. And here's the thing. The person who clocked him 
was a stripper by the name of Sweet Pea. So <laughs> Sweet, Sweet Pea, Pea the stripper. Sweet Pea the stripper, which, uh, let me see here, I did have some pictures of Sweet Pea, which I'll put here into the live chat. So if you look at the picture I posted into the live chat, it's the woman on the far left with the fake blonde hair. Oh, standing, boy. Uh, standing in her black leotard outfit. That's that's a woman by the name of Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea the stripper. Sweet Pea got pissed and hit Jacoby Jones in the head with a bottle. Apparently a bottle of Ace, Ace of Spades. What's Ace of Spades? I have no clue. Yeah, because I, I don't know what that I is. I can look it up. All right, whatever Ace of Spades is, that's what uh, she hit him in the head with. Now, he's going to be okay, but he still got clocked in the head and is bleeding. Let's see, it's a champagne. It's a champagne, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, it's an expensive champagne. Okay. It's a $360 bottle of champagne. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a waste of alcohol right that there. That sure as hell is. That's alcohol abuse. It really is. It really is at that point. So police did respond to the scene. No arrests, okay, no arrests were made. But there is evidence of an assault. However, no one cooperated with the cops, naturally. So the, the cops can't press charges because no one's going to blame Sweet Pea for hitting him in the head with a bottle. Sweet Pea didn't mean any harm. Oh, Sweet Pea. So, uh, so there we go. Sweet Pea, though, is now making the rounds as a, as a bit of a bit of a. She's getting her fifteen minutes of fame. Oh, so Sweet Pea's kind of dragging out the Sweet Pea's the dragging fame. it out. Yes. So Sweet Pea is now a little bit of a star. So if you hear that, if you hear who that is, then now you will know who Sweet Pea is. Sweet Pea, Sweet Pea, don't take that. Moving on, ball talk. I have two things left. First one is this. This just announced by the National Basketball Association, the NBA, is that there is a very high possibility that during at least one game, and maybe more, the NBA will allow players to wear jerseys with their nicknames on the back and not their actual names. Hmm. So the one proposed game would be the Miami Heat against the New New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets, Mm -hmm. where, like, LeBron James would get to wear King James on the back of his jersey. Oh, boy. Uh, KG would get to have the big ticket. Paul Pierce, the truth on the back of their jerseys, and that they would allow this for these certain games, and then, of course, sell the jerseys. To me, I think that is stupid. I don't like it. Yeah. don't like it one bit. I think it degrades the whole idea. They're already talking about putting advertising on there. I know. Advertising on the jerseys? Oh, yeah. No, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's going to happen. It'll happen. So, like, in soccer? Like how yeah. they do it like that? Okay. Along those lines. Maybe not that big to start off with, but at least patches and stuff. So you would have like a patch that says Napa Auto Parts or something mm. on the uniform. Um, but this thing is, is something that they're they're planning to do. Um, it's it's not officially announced by the NBA, but the fact that it's even being talked about, it means it's probably going to happen. Because they can sell these jerseys for 300 bucks a pop and people will go buy them. Yeah. So that is uh, that is what the plan is. I'm just throwing that out there so everyone knows. And finally, in ball talk, we have this. I just wanted to play this because I think this audio is hilarious. Okay. And it's uh, what it is. It's from the Cincinnati Bengals game. And this happened uh, over the weekend. And it's just the two guys calling the game. But the one guy is actually calling it. So what happened is is there was a fumble that was returned for 58 yards for what would be a winning score. Uh, the ball was picked up by Terrence Newman, who ran it back, and then the Bengals ended up beating Green Bay. Okay. So this is towards the end of the game. Oh, I watched that game. Oh, well, well then maybe you heard this. Oh, I, I think I missed the end because I just heard everyone screaming from the other side of the room. So it's um, the, the two people calling it. There's Dan Horde, who's an actual play-by-play announcer, and it's him calling it straight, you know, as it is, but excited. The other person is a former Bengals lineman named Dave Lapham, who is now a, uh, a reporter. But this entire thing sounds like a mashup of a football game and a porn movie. So I just want to play it just for strictly the audio hilarity that it is. Okay. Here it is. Rogers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dives. No, I don't think no, he got it. No. I don't think balls he got out, it. The ball out. is out. Balls the Bengals have scooped balls it up. He's, He's yelling balls out. Yeah. To the 30, yeah. 20, yeah. 10, yeah. 5. Touchdown. Oh, Will it stand? Woo-hoo. Terrence Newman takes it Woo-hoo. back. Nearly 70 yards. Franklin dove trying to pick up the yard on fourth and one. The ball squirted out. 
Newman comes up with it, takes it back, and for the time being, the scoreboard shows 33-30 since Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He dies. I don't think he got it. I don't think he got it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Terrence Newman running back to the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! Will it stand? Terrence Newman takes it back nearly 70 (laughs) yards. Franklin, don't. There we go. I just want to. I think that is some of the funniest audio that I've heard in a while. (laughs) Balls out. Balls out. Woo! Woo! So that was Dave Lapham. Very excited about the balls being out. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Somebody's going to make a soundboard of that, it seems like. Yeah, the only problem is you have to cut out the other guy's audio. Yeah, that's true, because that doesn't You have to get rid of that. I know, because he's talking over that. Mm hmm. Um, you know what we need to remind people of? What do we need to remind people well, of? we need to remind them that if you're going to buy anything from Amazon, you should go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Craig's used all of his words today already. <laughs> You're so exhausted. I'm so I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm giving sorry. you a total I'm, pass. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. Um... Uh, yes, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first if you would like to purchase anything from Amazon. It would be fantastic if you did so. It helps us out greatly. So anything at all, just go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first. Click on the Amazon link right at the top of the page, and then your job is done. Dang! You proved me wrong. Look at that. You were, like, micro-machining that shit. <laughs> oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, I too have a smattering of crazy, if you will. Oh. Uh, little bits and pieces here and there, okay. if you will. First up, the story is out of Columbia, South Carolina. Now, I don't know if you heard this, but did you hear that, uh, that one person actually won the $400 million Powerball? No. All right, so let me tell you. So the sole winner... Of last week's four hundred dollar, uh, four hundred million dollar Powerball jackpot, is a man from the Columbia, South Carolina area, who has decided that he wants to stay anonymous. So, lottery officials have said in a release that the mystery man, who will not be named, so I guess apparently you can stay anonymous. See, I didn't know that because that's totally what I would want. Go. I would not want anyone to know if I won four hundred million dollars when I was in South Carolina. Yeah, no, he can, so he's out of Columbia, South Carolina. So lottery officials will not be releasing his name, but they do say the mystery man, which this made me kind of sad. So I saw this. He's like, all right, he won four hundred million dollars, but he, uh, when asked by lottery officials what he was going to do, the man said he had no one to share the good news with when he learned he had won. So he just told his dog who was standing in the kitchen with him. Oh. I know, but money might buy him friends. There we go. I'll be his buddy. Well, the man told... I think that he'll have a lot of buddies at this point. (laughs) Uh, The man told lottery officials that he had only played the lottery one time before. Really? Yeah. He had stopped in at a Murphy Express branch uh, in Lexington last Wednesday in South Carolina to get some hot dog buns. But when the store didn't have any, he decided to spend his $20 on lottery tickets instead. All right. He let the lottery computer pick his numbers. Turns out one of the tickets was, in fact, the sole winning $400 million Powerball ticket. He doesn't have any friends? I'm sure he has friends. Oh, man. I feel bad for him. Although I don't feel bad for him. He's got $400 million. He has $400 million and he has his dog. Sometimes dogs can be the best friends. That's true. Well, he does have $400 million, so I'm not going to spend too much time feeling sorry. He'll be just fine. Yeah, you, you, I think, will find... A number of friends mm-hmm. after that. So uh, it, it, the man could either take cash, which uh, would be $134 million after all the taxes were taken out, or take the annual uh, annuity payment of over 29 years for the $399.4 million. So it isn't known quite yet what option he's taking. Oh, I just go, how much do you get per year? Uh, I don't know. Do you Twi- take the annuity payment? I would take the, I would take the lump sum. Yeah, that's usually what you're supposed to do, right? I've heard that people recommend that. You just take the lump sum. Dude, because you'd just be tempting fate if you're like, I'll take all of my money over 29 years and then you get hit by a car the next day. No, I want yeah, all of that money like now. Yeah, but if you're like $20 million a year or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't know how it works out with the interest and all that stuff. All right, how so they, it's how, over 29 years, $399.4 million. So I guess that would be like a 12. So they just split it up like evenly? $12 million a year. Okay. But then taxes. Oh, yeah. Nah, I'd probably take the lump sum. Yeah. Because I think, yeah. like, regardless, the taxes end up the same. It's just either if you take it all at once. Yeah. I, w- uh, I would I would take the cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are asking, what's the first thing you'd do if you'd won the lottery? Go. 
Ooh. I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> I would keep it to myself. Uh, here's what I would do. If I won, if I won the lottery, uh, there, there are like three different things I would do. One, I would make sure that all my friends, you know, got a little something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would make sure that, uh, you know, family members that need something to be taken care of. I would buy a house in Italy, probably one in Mexico, fly everybody out for a party, and then I'd probably come back here and do exactly this. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have to worry about bills anymore. I think the first thing that I would, would do, lovely. which would be amazing. Yeah, I too would do the same thing, but I think the first thing I would do is not tell anybody and pick up and drive straight to Bremerton. Yeah. And then ask my parents. They'll be like, hey. I have four hundred million dollars. I don't even know the first fucking step. No, don't do that. Yes, don't drive. No, don't drive two and a half hours with that thing in your car. You need to get that thing to a. You need to hold on to that. Go home and hole up. No, because I would and then go be straight my- to the lot. Well, you need to get an attorney. Get an attorney. That should be the first thing that you get. Call your parents and let them know, but don't don't drive up there. You know what Nipples said that that, that he'd do. He said if he won the lottery, he'd donate to Fun Employment Radio. That's lovely. That is so nice. Thank you. I love you, nipples. Now we just need to get that guy in South Carolina to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fun Employment Radio will be the best friends you could ever have. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would do this. I would do this every day. Yeah, no, I love my job. But without the, but without the stress of finances, oh, my oh God, boy, Hattie, that, that would be like the best thing in the world. That would make my life so much easier. By the way, you can donate to Fun Employment Radio by going to funemploymentradio.com, clicking on the donate button, or just subscribe for six ninety nine a month. That is it. Six ninety nine a month makes a huge difference. When you're a subscriber to the Fun Employment Radio Network, it's like you win the lottery every day. Bam! <laughs> oh, you nailed that one. <laughs> okay, next up, Greg. I picked this. I picked the story because I knew it would infuriate you, Greg. A group of toddlers are taking their talents from the playpen to a playlist. By trading in their rattles for DJing software. Yes, what? Greg. There's going to be a whole new troop of super kids who are aspiring young music DJs. Now, Greg, what? just when you thought you've heard it all, a school in the Brooklyn district, because of course this has to be from Brooklyn, New York, by the name of Cool Pony. That The name of the school is called Cool Pony? Yes. It has debuted. It's the first ever class for toddlers to learn how to be DJs. Why? The class is why, intended... Why, to, why would you not teach them an actual musical talent? And I'm not saying the DJ. I don't want to put angry, angry emails from DJs. But if you're going to teach someone music, why not teach them the piano? Or even start off with a recorder or so, a xylophone so the or class some is, kind of instrument. The class is called Baby DJ School. Baby DJ School is the brainchild of a seasoned DJ by the name of Natalie Elizabeth Weiss, who has shared the name with two DJs I've never... Shared the stage with two DJs I've never heard of, LCD sound system and dirty projectors. Now, while she's never worked directly with infants before, Weiss has backgrounds in teaching, and so she thinks that she'll be able to teach them how to be future DJs just fine. And getting that... What kind of DJs? Just somebody who's spin, like a like a spinning music DJ? All right. Well, uh, Weiss is saying, yes, it's spinning music DJ. So and she's keep saying, in mind, I'm well aware of the fact that I come from radio where I, in fact, was a DJ. But I'm saying if you're going to teach someone, if you're going to teach an infant a skill, teach them how to play she's music. She's saying this is why it's better for infants to listen to electronic music than Mozart because you can't pick up a cello when you're three months old, but you can push play on a stereo. That's... Oh. Over the eight-week course... Oh, man. Wise will teach her class of, uh, so far, six toddlers have been enrolled, all under the age of three, how to mix and match sample tracks in just 45 minutes to be their very own DJs. How, how much does it cost for this class? Because The 45-minute cost of the class, let's see, there's eight classes, is $200. Per class? Yeah. $200 per class? Yes. For the eight classes? Yes. No, per, per class, I believe. This and, is, I think this is the way I'm reading it. And there's eight total classes? Yes. So 1600 bucks a kid mm-hmm. that this woman is getting to, out of them to just teach a toddler to hit play. Well, now if you've ever wondered if uh, you know parts of Brooklyn have jumped the shark, just you know, like parts of Portland have, clearly. But I mean, there's some parts of Brooklyn that have transported, trans, uh, transformed into rows of uh, niche organ, uh, organic coffee shops, frozen yogurt fronts, and now being overwhelmed by something that's actually called chic baby schools. This is a new trend there. 
A woman by the name of Samantha Fayez, the mother of one of Weiss's new toddler students, said that her one-year-old Julian just loves gangster rap and can't wait to learn how oh to DJ God. it. However, Weiss doesn't play grown-up gate her one-year-old. Julian loves gangster rap. Uh, why, that, that being oh said, Weiss's class God. won't be playing adult gangster rap, so there won't be any music with profanity or sexy lyrics in her DJing what, work. What, what kind of gangster rap do they listen to? I don't know. Because, yes, her one-year-old Julian, who's going to baby chic school, can really relate to the gangster baby rap. Baby chic cool pony school. It's very relatable. I mean, when I think of so Dr. Dre, relatable. I think of one-year-old rich kids from Brooklyn. That's, that's kind of what I think. Why would you not? 1989, NWA. It's very, very similar upbringing that this kid is having. So I think we really do need to respect this. All right. This is a different kind of disturbing. But this actually bothered me because I, too – all right, Greg, let me ask you this. I know this about you. You're, you're a chronic hand washer, right? Like you like to keep your hands clean. You wash your hands a lot. I mean, I wash if my you hands. Go to the, I'm not if, chronic. All right, let me ask you: if you if you use a public restroom, do you go and wash your hands? <laughs> yes. Oh, anytime you use the bathroom. No, right. I am very very much for the washing your hands after using the bathroom. Which I'm going to admit, I've seen this. I would say 50 percent of dudes do that. 50 mm-hmm. percent do not. So, ladies and other dudes, if you notice some guy coming out of the bathroom, just be aware: there's a 50 percent chance he doesn't. They're wash not washing his hands. their hands. Yeah, I wash my hands. All right. Well, see, and that's what you think that everyone should wash their hands. Uh, however. A new study has come out from a team of scientists saying that washing your hands in a public restroom may not be as hygienic as you thought because what? now it's being analyzed that hand soap in 25% of public restrooms is dirtier than contaminated toilet water. Oh. The hand, like the soap dispensers that you use. Well, you just set me up for that one. To so knock mi- me down, didn't you? microbiologists say that contaminated soap oftentimes contains so much fecal matter because you're putting your hand underneath the soap and making contact with the soap uh, that it leaves your hands dirtier than before you wash them. Who has shit on their hands? It's up there. (sighs) Probably somebody who doesn't know how to wipe their butt properly and then is now like going and getting their hands on the soap. So uh, so what happened is a soap supplier analyzed the study, uh, had a uh, 30-gallon tank of soap that was at the bottom a half inch of slime. So they were able to uh, analyze all of these different tanks. They collected 500 soap samples from public restrooms and health clubs, restaurants, retail stores, uh, even commercial buildings in Atlanta, Boston, uh, Dallas, Los Angeles, and Columbus, Ohio. Uh, They say that contaminated containers held about 1,000 times the recommended bacteria levels based on industry standards. So what are you supposed to do? Based on the results, an individual can leave a restroom. And how does it get into the soap container? I can understand maybe on the on the handle where you're touching it, but how does it get into the soap container? Well, it's saying that because so many people are touching the soap di- container, and even more disturbing, the study found that uh, that attempting to clean the soap dispensers, even when using bleach, made little to no difference over time because within two weeks, the soap inside of the dispenser was just as contaminated as it was before the cleaning. I don't understand this. Like, what about the automatic ones? You just put your hand in that and it just see and i think those might be down. i think that those might be not the soap dispensers that they're talking about I however i think the ones this. where you're like you have to do the little clicky thing and yeah. then it comes down yeah 25 you of wash that. your hands after that so wouldn't you be washing the fecal matter off your hands no because you're using water like what you're supposed to be using is the soap to wash the fecal matter off but instead of getting your hands cleaner you might actually be getting people's feces uh, on your hands mixed with soap i will say this i have never witnessed anyone um defecating into a soap container in a bathroom. What the fuck are you supposed to do then? No, no, bring your own hand sanitizer. Mr. Jenkins calling shenanigans, so is Ryan. I don't know, I'm just saying, this is what they said. I just wanted to put that out there, you guys. Just want you to know. All this study is going to do is encourage all those people that don't wash their hands back. No, I'm right. Then they're going to feel self-righteous about not washing their hands and shaking your hands with their urine fingers. Urine fingers, ladies. Urine fingers. You're in trouble. All right. There you go. That's my world of crazy. This has been a fun show, Greg. I like any show that starts off with me just being able to ridicule you relentlessly. It just makes me in a darn fine mood. I'm sorry. I know that makes me sound like a horrible person, but don't you feel better? 
After being after you ridiculing me? No. I feel better because of our wonderful listeners. Yes, that's true. That's fantastic. Thank you, everybody, in the chat today. This has been a lot of fun. And hello to our newest listener in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, my goodness. Please. Hey, buddy. You and your best friend, dog friend should come and uh, visit us sometime. Yeah, come, come hang out. Hello. Come hang out. That would be awesome. Urine fingers might be one of the most trouble, more troubling things you've said, Greg. Yeah. I'm just saying... Now I don't know what the right thing is to do, but I'm, I'm still going to wash my hands. I don't care. I'm washing my hands. You should always wash your hands. Send us an email, funemploymentradio <laughs> at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone who listens in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. You guys make our day. You really do. You do. I've been, I, I look forward to this every day, which is why if Greg and I ever won the lottery, that's what we said we would keep doing this same goddamn thing because this is what we love to do. It is. We love you. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, I, would, I would, not, uh, would not change a thing about that, although we might get some fancy stuff in here. Some fancier equipment. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah, we'd upgrade that a That'd bit. be pretty amazing. But nonetheless, <laughs> because of you, we do get to live our dream every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a positive review for us on iTunes if you'd like to. I mean, you don't have to leave a positive one, but I'm, I'm going to say this. If you have a negative comment about it, send us an email and just tell us. Mm-hmm. But then leave a positive review on iTunes. <laughs> um, so Fun Employment Radio right there. Follow us on Twitter at Fun Amp Radio and all of these amazing, wonderful things. Um, I don't believe there's going to be a Dally Sessions today on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Okay. I don't think so. But uh, tomorrow, lock, stock, chock full of shows. So many shows. So many shows. So many shows, Greg. And of course, 24 hours of streaming right here at FunEmploymentRadio.com. Mm-hmm. Hi, sir. Hi, Greg. I hope my scab heals by tomorrow for our photo shoot. I hope so, too, Greg, because I'm not putting any of my makeup on your scab, so... You better hope it heals. It's going to be your picture, too. <laughs> That's fine. The worse you look, the better I will. <laughs> just kidding. I'll just stand there with my shirt off and my bites all over my arms. <laughs> just scratch yourself for the pictures. Oh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Love you. Rock, rock, rock.